Welcome to Zichur Dav Siman Memer by Avram Goldhai, and today we're Zechus Yuma Dav Chavav, the second parak Barishona. So the three topics are going to focus on number one. The next Mishnah states, Hapayis Shrishi Chadashim Ukatoras Bofa Fisu. Before the third Pais, the following announcement is made in the Azor. Those Kohanim are new to the Avodah of offering the Katoras, come and cast lots. The Gemara brings a Bryce that teaches, Mo'olam Oshana Adamba. A person never repeated it, meaning that no one ever offered the Katoras more than once. Rechnina said the reason is, because it brings prosperity to those who perform it. Rush explains that because it made someone wealthy, they did not allow one to do it twice. Rapepe asks why it's asserted that the Katoris brings prosperity. If you say that it's based on that which is written regarding the bracha Moshe gave to Sheva Levi, they shall place incense in your presence, and after that it's written, Baruch Hashem Chelo, bless O Hashem His resources, then bring the old shall also result in prosperity, as it's mentioned in the same Pasuk as the Ketoris. Abai answered Rapapa and said, Hashkicha This, referring to the old, is frequent, whereas this, referring to the Ketoris, is infrequent. Rush explains that it's logical that when the Pasuk speaks of an avoda, making a Kohen wealthy, it'd be referring to an infrequent avoda. For otherwise, all Kohanim would be rich. Point number two, the Mishnah stated, Haravi chadashim im yashanim the fourth pious is for new kohanim to gather with old ones and determines who brings the limbs up from the ramp to the Mizbeach. The Gemara notes that Armish is not going with the opinion of Rabbi Lezab and Yaakov. What was taught in the Mishnah and Tami, the Rabbi Lezab and Yaakov says, The one who brings the limbs up onto the ramp is the one who brings them up onto the Mizbeach. The Gemara explains that Artana maintains it's preferable to have a larger number of kohanim participating because it stated, Barovam Hadras Melech, with the multitude of people is the glory of the king. Rabbi Yazim and Yaakov holds that the Kohanim who carry the limbs to the ramp should finish the job by taking them to the Mizbech, because Makam Shechina love Orachara. In the place of the Shechina, it's not proper conduct to give the impression that the job is too troublesome to finish. And point number three was taught in a brace where Bishim Yechai says, from where do I know regarding the afternoon Tamid that it requires two blocks of wood carried by two Kohanim to the Maracha on the Mizbech? The Torah states, The sons of Aaron Akon shall place the fire on the Mizbech and they shall arrange wood on the fire. Since this phrase has no application of the morning Tamid, for it's already written, and the Kohen shall kindle woods upon the fire every morning and he shall arrange it upon the old offering, then apply it to the afternoon Tamid. Since the Pasuk is written in plural, we derive that two kahanim are required. So once again, the three points are, number one, the next Mishnah states, Ha-Pai before the third Pais, the following announcement is made in the Azara. Chadash Mekatoras Bova Fisu. Those kahanim are new to the avoda of offering the Katoras, come and cast lots. The Gemara brings a Bryce that teaches, Mo'olam Moshana Adamba, a person never repeated it, meaning that no one ever offered the Katoras more than once. Rechinina said the reason is because it brings prosperity to those who perform it. Rashi explains that because it made someone wealthy, they did not allow one to do it twice. Rapama asks why it is asserted that the Katoris brings prosperity. If you say it's based on that which is written regarding the Baruch Moshe gave to Shevet Levi, they shall place incense in your presence, and after that it's written, Baruch Hashem Chelo, bless Hashem, his resources, then bring the old shall also result in prosperity, as it's mentioned in the same Pasuk as the Katoris. Abai answered Rapapa and said, This, referring to the old, is frequent, whereas this, referring to the Katoris, is infrequent. Rashi explains that it's logical that when the Pasuk speaks of an avoda, making a Kohen wealthy, it'd be referring to an infrequent avoda, for otherwise all Kohanim would be rich. Point of two, the mission state, The fourth pious is for new Kohanim together with old ones and determines who brings the limbs up from the ramp to the Mizbeach. The Gemara notes that our Mishnah is not going with the opinion of Rebbe Lezim and Yaakov. 
But it was taught in the Mishnah in time, the Rebbelezim Yaakov says, The one who brings the limbs up onto the ramp is the one who brings them up into the Mizbeach. The Gemara explains that our Tana maintains it's preferable to have a larger number of Kohanim participating, because it's stated, With a multitude of people is the glory of the king. Rebbelezim Yaakov holds the Kohanim who carry the limbs to the ramps should finish the job by taking them to the Mizbeach. Because machum shechina lav orach ara, in the place of shechina, it's not proper conduct to give the impression that a job is too troublesome to finish. And point three was taught in the Brisa. Rabbi Shimon Yochai says, "Manayin letamid shel bein arbaim shetalon shnei gezirei eitzim b'shnei kohanim." From where do I know regarding the afternoon tamid that requires two blocks of wood carried by two kohanim to the marach on the mizbeach? The Torah states, "The sons of Aaron akon shall place the fire on the mizbeach, va'archu eitzim, and they shall arrange wood on the fire." Since this phrase has no application to the morning tamid, for it's already written, and the kohen shall kindle wood upon the fire every morning, and it shall arrange upon the old offering that apply to the afternoon tamid. Since the pasuk is written in plural, we derive that two kohanim are required. All right, so now we go to our simple dav chavav, and our standard simon is a military coup. A military coup. So here goes. The military coup to steal the wealth-producing incense altar failed miserably. When they couldn't make it to the multitudes of Kohanim bring the limbs up from the ramp to Mizbeach and the two Kohanim carrying the wood. Once again, it's emotion. The military coup, military coup, that must be more duff. Chavav. The military coup to steal the wealth producing incense altar failed miserably, which reminds us the next mission states that before the third pious, the following announcement is made. Chadashim Katoris, Bavafisu, those Kohanim are new to the avoda of offering the Katoris. Come and cast lots. The Gemara brings a price that teaches that a person never repeated it, meaning that no one ever offered the Ketoris more than once. Rechina said the reason is it's because it brings prosperity to those who perform it. Or she explains that because it made someone wealthy, it didn't allow one to do it twice. Even though the Oas mentioned the same Pusik as the Ketoris, when the Pusik speaks of making someone wealthy, it's referring to an infrequent avoda, for otherwise all Kohanim would be rich. So the military coup to steal the wealth-producing incense altar failed miserably. When they couldn't make it through the multitudes of Kohanim, bring the limbs up from the ramp to the Mizbeach, which reminds the Mishnah stated that the fourth pious is for a new Kohanim together with the old ones, and determines who brings the limbs up from the ramp to the Mizbeach. The Gemara notes that our Mishnah is not going with the opinion of Rebbe Lezben Yaakov, who was taught in the Mishnah and Tamid. The Rebbe Yaakov says that the one who brings the lamps up onto the ramp is the one who brings them up onto the Mizbeach. The Gemara explains that Artana maintains that it's preferable to have a larger number of Kohanim participating, because it's stated, Barovam Hadras Melech, with the multitude of people is the glory of the king. Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakov holds that Kohanim who carry the limbs to the ramp should finish the job by taking them to the Mizbech, because in the place of the Shekhin it's not proper conduct to give the impression that a job is too troublesome to finish. So the military coup to steal the wealth-producing incense altar failed miserably, when they couldn't make it through the multitudes of Kohanim, bringing the limbs up from the ramp to the Mizbech, and the two Kohanim carrying the wood. Which reminds us, it was taught in a Bryce where Bishim Yachai says that from where do I know regarding the afternoon tummy that requires two blocks of wood carried by two Kohanim to the Marach on the Mizbech, the Torah states, the sons of Aaron shall place the fire on the Mizbech and they shall arrange wood on the fire. Since this phrase, has no application in the morning tummy, for it's already written there, then applied to the afternoon tummy. Since the Pasuk is written in plural, we derive that two Kohanim are required. So once again, the military coup to steal the wealth-producing incense halter failed miserably when they couldn't make it through the multitudes of Kohanim, bring the limbs up from the ramp to the Mizbech, and the two Kohanim carrying the wood. All right, now it's time for a four-block back chazora. Dav Chabes, so the simmer Dav Chabes is a cab. So here goes. The early morning cab driver, a cab driver, that must be more Dav Chabes. The early morning cab driver whose cab was packed with Kohanim, racing to do the Trumas Edeshen, 
Which reminds the Gemara, so why did the Rabban not depend on casting lots to select the coin for the Avodah of Trumas And the answer is that at first the Rabban thought that since the Trumas is a nighttime Avodah, it would not be considered important by the Kohanim, and they wouldn't come to quarrel over it. But once Rabban saw that the Kohanim fight over the matter, Takinul Paisa, they instituted casting lots for the position. Others explain that originally the Rabban thought they came into Eka Odin Shena, since at the time the ashes are separated before daybreak, there's an overwhelming desire to sleep on the part of many people. The Ghani will not volunteer for this service. When they saw that they did come, and it led to Sakana, they institute the pious. When the Gemara challenges this answer, since burning the limbs and fats is done late at night, when there's a desire to go to sleep, yet Kohanim were selected by lots, the Gemara answers that a person's inclination to go to sleep is not as strong as his inclination to stay sleeping and not wake up. So the early morning cab driver, whose cab was packed with Kohanim, racing to do the Trumas Adeshen, counted his passengers by their shovels. Which reminds us, the Mishnah taught in the case that two Kohanim race up the ramp and reach the top at the same time, a temple appointed would have the Kohanim put out their fingers for a count to see who would be selected to do the Trumas Adeshen. The Gemara asks why they didn't simply count the Kohanim and answers that the Mishnah supports for Yitzhak who taught, Asalimnos is Yisrael, Afil Dvar Mitzvah. It's forbidden to count Jews through a head count even for the purpose of a mitzvah. As it's written regarding Shaul counting his shoulders, he counted them with pot shards. Ravashi says the one from the Pasuk and Shaul had all the people summoned and he counted them through lambs. Rabbi Lazar said, over beloved, whoever counts Jews transgresses a negative commandment, as is written by Yam The number of Bnei Israel will be like the sand of the sea which cannot be counted. Rabbi Nachman Yitzhak says he transgresses too loving, as it's written, which cannot be measured or counted. So the early morning cab driver, whose cab was packed with Gwanim, racing to do the Truma Sedeshen, counted his passengers by their shovels, and bet that the cone with flaws in his yichos would be the winner. Which reminds me, you to send the name of Shmuel, why did the Malchus Beishol not endure? Because there was no flaw of yichos in his family. Rush explains that the kings destined to issue from him would therefore rule arrogantly. David's Malchus endured because he was descended from Rus, who was from Moab. This explanation is based on what Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehotzadak, we do not appoint a leader of the community unless he has a box of creeping creatures hanging behind him, meaning he has flaws in his yichos. So that if he becomes arrogant, we can say to him, turn around and see what is behind you. So the simmer is a keg. A keg. So here goes. The loyal congregant stood on a keg. Keg? That must be one daf chav gimel. The loyal congregant stood on a keg playing to a midget's rabbi's honor who had been insulted. Which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehotzadah, Any Talmud Chalchim who does not take revenge or bear grudge like a snake is not a true Talmud Chalchim. The Gemara objects to this based on the prohibitions of Losikamosito, do not take revenge or bear a grudge, and initially answers that these prohibitions only apply to monetary matters. This too is challenged, and the Gemara answers, actually means that a Talmud Chachim should keep the matter in his mind. Rashi explains that if someone else comes to avenge his honor, the Talmud Chachim should be silent and not object. So the loyal congregant stood on a keg, planning to avenge his rabbi's honor who had been insulted, when he saw one cone murder another one on the ramp, which reminds us, which reminds us, the Gemara brings another incident. When one cone was ahead on the ramp, another cone took a knife and drove it into the first cone's heart and killed him. When the father of the slain boy came and found his son still writhing on the floor, he said, Hari Kaparaskan, behold, he's your atonement. My son is still writhing, and therefore the knife did not become Tame. This comes to teach you, Shekashalem Tars Kalim Yosmishvikhuzdami. They regarded the Tara of Kalim more seriously than murder, as it's written, Menasha also shed very much innocent blood until he filled Yushalayim from end to end with it. So the loyal congregant stood on a keg, 
pined to avenge his rabbi's honor who had been insulted when he saw one cone murder another one on the ramp in front of the cone balmum, removing the ash. Which reminds the more brings the Malchokas regarding Hotzah Sedesh and removal of the ash from the Nizbech. It was taught in a brisa, he shall remove his garments that he wore for separating the ash and don other garments, and he shall remove the ash. One might have thought the Kohen can wear a big day hole when removing the ash. Therefore, the Torah teaches, He shall remove his garments and don other garments. By repeating the word garments, we can drive a hekish. The just as the garments worn for the Truma Sedesh and our big day Kodesh, so too are the garments worn for removal of the ash. The word acherim, other, implies they should be Bechusimahen, inferior quality to the ones wore for the Truma Sedeshin. Moyezer says, The word other is immediately followed by the words, And he shall remove, which refers to the cone who performs the task. This teaches that even blemish Kohanim, referred to as Acherim, the others, are qualified to remove the ash. So the symbol of is a pitcher. So here goes. The cone, he used a pitcher. A pitcher? That must be ruined off Kad. The cone used a pitcher to pick up a comets of ashes, which reminds us Rabbi Avin inquired, how much ash is the Truma Sedeshim performed with? The Gemara brings an explicit proof that it stated regarding the separating the ash, Beherim, and he shall separate the ash, and stated there regarding the Mincha offering, Beherim, he shall separate his comets from it. So just as by the Mincha he separates the amount of his comets, so too here he separates the amount of his comets. Rashi explains that we don't require exactly this amount for the Truma Sedeshim because it's impossible the Kohen to put his hand into the heap of ash, which contains burning embers. Rather, the Kohen's measure is only an estimation. The Kohen estimates the size of his comets and removes at least that amount with a clee. So the Kohen who used a pitcher to pick up a comets of ashes was exposed as a czar, which reminds us the Gemara brings a Malchokas and whether a non-Kohen, a czar, is chayv misibidei shamayim for doing trumasadeshen. Rav said, Arba avodos chayv misa. There are four avodos that a czar is chayv misa, zrika haktara. Nisa Chamaim and Nisa Chayyim. But Levi says, Af Truma Sedeshin, also for Truma Sedeshin. Rav's reason is based on the puzzle where he learns Avodas Matana, Velo Avodas Silo. The Tsar is Chayyim for a service of application, such as applying blood to the Mizbech, and not a service of removal, such as removing the ash. Levi says, Rabbi Rachman al-Kod Dvar HaMizbech, the Torah included the Truma Sedeshin in the puzzle by stating the general phrase, Lechod Dvar HaMizbech, regarding every matter of the Mizbech. So the Kohen used a pitcher to pick up a comet of ashes was exposed as a czar when his czar's visitor's card was discovered in his big day hole that he wore to cast lots. Which reminds the Gemara asks him what garments of the Kohanim dress when they cast lots. Rav Nachman says the big day hole and Rav Shesha says the big day kodesh. Rav Nachman maintains their dress in big day hole for if they're dressed in big day kodesh there'd be strong armed men who would do the service by force which, which Rush explains that they would have done so if they had not won the pious. Rav Shesha says they're dressed in big day kodesh for if you say they're dressed in big day hole out of passion for the avoda the select the Kohen might act Accidentally perform it without first changing into Big Day Kodesh. Akona does the Avoda without wearing Big Day Kodesh, and it also disqualifies the Avoda. So the Simber Chafhe is a silver anniversary. So here goes. This silver anniversary dinner, silver anniversary dinner, that must be more Daf Chafhe. This silver anniversary dinner was a disaster when the husband and wife were seated in different halves of the restaurant. Which reminds us that Bryce describes how the lots were cast in the Lushkas of Gazis. The lots were cast on the eastern side, and the Zakin, referring to a member of the Sanhedrin, who instructed them in the procedure of the pious, sat on the western side. So Abai said we can learn from this Bryce that the Lushkas of Gazis, half of it was in the consecrated space of the Azor, and half of it was in the unconsecrated space outside the Azor. For if it was complete in the Kodesh space, how could the Zakin sit in the western side, 
For it said, Ein Yeshiva Bazara, Ela Malchus Beis David Bilvad. Sitting in the Azara is not permitted except for the kings from Malchus Beis David. And if you should say that the entire Lishka was in the whole space outside the Azara, how can the Brisa state that the lots were cast in the eastern side? We require manifestation of the Pasuk in the house of God. We walk with excitement, and that would not be the case if we're outside the Azara. Therefore, it must be that the Lishka was half in the Kodesh and half in the Chol. So, the silver anniversary dinner was a disaster when the husband and wife were seated in different halves of the restaurant. And then the overly eager waiter brought a near-empty glass of wine to the table, which reminds us, the second Mishnah lists the people involved in bringing the Tamid, but doesn't list who is Makabal the dumb from the Shechita before the Zrika. The Gemara asked if we say that the Shochet is Makabal, because if we say the Zork is Makabal, perhaps out of his passion to do the Zrika, he may not receive all the blood. Rashi explains that later we'll learn that all the blood should be received. Or perhaps we'll say that one who does the Zrika receives it, because if the Shochet receives it, he can't always do it because there are times when a czar checks the animal. The Gemara brings a proof that the Zork is Makabal the dumb from the fact that Ben Katan made 12 spouts for the cure so that the 12 Kohanim involved in the tummy could sanctify the hands and feet at the same time. If the one who shacks it is Makabal the dumb, then there would be 13 Kohanim, not 12. So the silver anniversary dinner was a disaster when the husband and wife were seated in different halves of the restaurant. And then the overly eager waiter brought a near-empty glass of wine to the table and served the wife a plate of cooked tail first. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings a price that teaches a four-way Melchokas regarding the order in which the parts of the Tamir are brought to the Mizbech. All agree the head is first. The Tanakama, who is Ben Azai, says it's brought the way it walks from front to back. Rabbi Yossi says it's offered in the order in which it's skinned from rear to front. Rabbi Kiva says it's offered in the order that it's dismembered. And Rabbi Yossi Aglili says it's offered in the order of its quality. The Tanakama of Armishna holds like Rabbi Yossi Aglili, except that he judges quality by the limb with the most meat. Rabbi Yossi Aglili goes by the fattiness of the meat. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Masechitas. Number one, we should have to learn that the pillar of smoke from the Merachah was never extinguished by the rain and never dispersed by the winds. That's on Duff. Chafalov. Good. Number two, which something of a bright that taught a four-way Melchokas regarding what the order was for the parts of the tummy that were brought to the Mizbeach. That's on Duff. Chafay. Good number three. Which something one that the shear for removing the ash for the trimus adeshin is a comet? That's on Duff. Chavdalot. Good number four. Which something one that the Lishka Sagazi was half in the Kodesh and half in the Chol? That's on Duff. Chafay. Good number five. Which something one that Tukani brought the Shnei Gazira Eitzim for the afternoon Tamid? That's on Duff. Chavav. Good number six. Which something when it's best to appoint a leader over the community that is a flan is yichus? That's on Duff. Chavbez. Good number seven. Which something when the Tamla Chacham should remain silent when someone else is avenging his honor? That's on Duff. Chav Gimel. Good number eight. Which something when the fourth pious was to select Kohanim to bring the limbs from the ramp to the Mizbech as the Tana holds Barova Am Hadras Melch? That's on Duff. Chavav. Good number nine. Which Duffy Malkus Rav and Levi where the Azar is Chai Misibide Shamaim for Trumus Edeshin? That's on Duff. Chavdalot. Good. And number ten. Which Duffy learned the Kohanim were only permitted to bring the Katoras once since it makes them wealthy? That's on Duff. Chavav. Good. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which Duffy learned the Shir of Rosh Kosh comes before the Shir of Shabbos to give it more prominence and to send the message that it was established properly? That's on Duff. Good number two. Which something going that the revius measure is two by two by two point seven at Spaos? That's on Duff. 
Kuf Tesim Psachim. Good. And number three, which daf do we learn? The Kobi de Shemaim, Chutz Mir Shemaim, that's on daf. Lama Gimel and Brachas. Excellent. That concludes the Bob Quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.